Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher, and I'm alone. So alone. <laughs> I'm alone because, Greg, uh, we were going to get together tonight and do it, and then he got, like, Yankees tickets or New York team tickets, so he uh, really wanted to go to that, obviously, and then we couldn't do it this past weekend, like, when we normally do, and then he couldn't do it. We were going to plan and do it tomorrow, but then... His whole day filled up. And so we're just a big old mess now. So I just decided I'm going to record um, a little episode for you. And I promise that we'll get into Greg's trip to Ireland and all the other stuff, normal programming. But for now, it's just me. And uh, I've had a kind of strange day. Uh, my dad has been falling. Uh, he went to the doctor they said that he has something with initials. It's called, I will tell you what it's called, NPH. And what is that, you say? Well, let me just tell you. <laughs> oh, shoot. I forgot. Hold on. NPH. Oh, normal pressure hydrocephalus. Uh, it's an abnormal buildup of cerebral fluid in the brain's ventricles, in the brain's cavities. So uh, I guess I don't know why it's happening. This is what they suspect. So my dad goes to the doctor. He thinks he's got Parkinson's because he's doing this shuffling thing with his feet. He's having trouble like lifting them up off the ground. He feels like his feet are kind of like stuck to the ground. Uh, so went to the doctor. My dad's convinced he has Parkinson's. And then the doctor says, mm, you don't really match hardly anything that has to do with Parkinson's. But this makes more sense. And when you look the two up, it does make sense. Uh, as as a um, board certified eligible doctor myself, when I looked up his symptoms, it, it did. He fit more of the criteria of the NPH than he did with. Wait, and wait, what's it really called? Oh, God, <laughs> I forgot already. <laughs> And pH, that's right. And pH than he did with uh, Parkinson's. But this, all of this is sort of, you know, normal aging. My dad just turned 25, 25, 75 on uh, Monday. And, and so, you know, he's getting older. He's not very active. He's not overweight, but, and he, and he has a semi, like, decent healthy diet not a lot of vegetables within that diet uh, so I'm sure he's missing a lot of certain minerals and vitamins that could probably help him along with not being very active he does a lot of sitting on the couch watching tv and I don't know what else he really does so he certainly isn't using his body in order to have it continuously moving so that it doesn't sort of deteriorate. But the, the, the real issue for me is the relationship that I have with him has stayed the same. And what's changed is my expectations from relationships. I have realized that he was, he was never a, a, a cruel father or bad to me um, in ways that you would sort of label a bad dad. 
I think it was a lot of just like passive neglect. Uh, he has a lot of he he has things in his past that nobody knows about because he doesn't talk about anything. And uh, his dad died when he was very young, and I think that was probably pretty traumatizing for him. But he never has talked about it. Even my mom doesn't really know anything about his dad, um, or, or really a lot about his childhood, or I don't know. So, I uh, I grew up sort of not expecting a lot out of them. Well, not out of them, out of out of him. And now I'm looking back at that and I'm thinking, man, he really didn't give me a whole lot. I feel a little resentful of that. I feel disappointed because I am trying my best to sort of provide certain things for my kids and be there in certain ways for my kids. And if they, if I, if I'm making mistakes or, which I, I know I am, um, I'm willing to look at those things and correct them or deal with them or talk about them or at least like take culpability for those things. And I don't, bringing the, this type of sort of come to Jesus that I would have to have with my dad about this, I, I just don't believe or trust that he'd be able to handle it. Not that he couldn't handle it, more like he wouldn't know what to do with it. I don't, I think that his emotionality or his um, connectiveness, connectedness to feelings and thoughts and opinions of others is so far removed because of maybe some protection that he had to create around himself where, you know, he, he's not really interested in you as much as he, he's interested in talking to you. You know, he, he wants to tell you things and he wants to maybe impress you. He wants to make sure that you know some things about him. And pairing that attitude and that sort of mindset with someone who now is much older and not experiencing life hardly at all, I mean, he he talks to me about things that I don't give a shit about. And it's difficult for me because it, when when he does try and interact with me, which is not often, but it's always something like I don't care about. And I know it's because he doesn't know me and he doesn't even try to know me. So anyway, all these things, right? I'm trying to care about what he must be going through, but it's almost like, if I did plug into that, I think that I would be more concerned and care more than he would. And I don't know if I, I don't, that's not my place uh, as a daughter. It, it's like, the, the, for me, the bank account of our relationship is empty. And I feel that if I gave, then I would be in the negative. <laughs> and that immediately makes me feel like a terrible daughter, you know, like you should be, you know, he needs you or, you know, my parents need me. I should be able, I should sacrifice for them because it's what they sacrificed for me. And I don't know how much my dad sacrificed for me. I don't know what he did for me. He was 
physically present and wasn't terrible and gave me less, well, gave me the bare minimum. And that's really what I expected out of everybody in my life. Uh, and my mom, my mom dynamics, the relationship between me and my mom are at play within my, um, my, uh, my, my thoughts and my, my behavior, my coping mechanisms and stuff that I sort of grew up with. But in this lane, in this father lane, I didn't get enough. Oh, and what I was saying was he, our relationship really was a template that I didn't really expect a whole lot out of people or myself. I was like not really comfortable with having needs or feel or, or, or wants that were difficult. Um, I always wanted to be, you know, we always talk on this show about how I always want to be cool as in the cool girl, like from Gone Girl. I'm the cool girl. <laughs> and it's kind of like that. And when I'm not that, uh, sometimes that's still really hard for me. And so the now when, you know, things are coming to a head with my dad, I, I want to be a different person. I want to be somebody who just says, oh, you know, he he grew up the way that he did and he has flaws and, you know, I'm I'm trying to break those chains and so I'm living a different life and I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. And he just wasn't able to do that, but he still needs help and he's still a person. It's like if he was a stranger, I would be able to have more uh, compassion. But for some reason, I just don't. And that's really sad. The reason why I decided to talk about this was because it's been on my mind all day. I've been in like a little funk today and um, I couldn't not talk about it. And I also, you know, hope that there, not hope, <laughs> I ho I don't hope that there are people listening that feel the same way, but, you know, maybe, maybe you do. And maybe you now will not feel like such an asshole. <laughs> or maybe we could just be assholes together. I don't know. Uh, I, the way that I manage to not feel so terrible about myself for this is to think, hopefully this is just a phase that I'm in as part of a grieving process of the relationship that I wish that I had with my dad and that I'm in a little bit of an angry phase. I was much more angry before. I feel a little bit less. So I'm hoping that it will sort of continue to fade and I'll be able to do more. Uh, but man, that's where I am right now. It's really hard. I, it would be easier if he were a total dick, you know, but he's just not. It's, it's really, if you think about it, it's real sad, you know, thinking about how he grew up and how, uh, the, the things that he, experienced with like losing his father young, his mother having to, you know, this was back shit. If he's 75 and if he was, I think, I don't even know when his dad died. Let's say 10. Shit. I can't do math. <laughs> 75. Well, it's almost 20, 25. Does that help me in any way? Hold on. Let me get a calculator. Ah, 1948. So it was the fifties, the early, it was the late fifties, early sixties around when his dad died. 
you know, he had a single mother. I don't know. I, I think she had to work a lot. I don't know who took care of him. I don't know what. I don't know what happened. I have no, I have no information. I don't even know my, I don't even know his name. I don't know my dad's, dad's name. I don't know what he died of. I don't know how all that went down. I know nothing. And it's because dad doesn't talk about it. But I think about, you know, what he must have had to go through to make him this way now. And it's real sad. I mean, my mom, my mom is, you know, much more willing to talk and dive into things. She still really avoid it because things are so painful. Um, but she's, she's way, she's actually sort of coping with stuff now that I remember I sort of went through when I was changing into the butterfly you see before you. Uh, but he, he just never has, has talked about it. And I'm assuming it's because it's just too hard and it's a lot easier, which it is a lot easier to just, well, that's over. You know, but nothing. Mm-mm. Well, no. And you can sort of do that for a while, but then what happens is, you know, you can't keep uh, friendships. You can't keep these long term relationships because you're not really connecting with anyone because you're so disconnected from yourself. So I feel a couple months ago, I, I wouldn't have been able to feel sad for him. It was a lot of like, fuck that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm feeling kind of, I'm just feeling sad for him. So that's been on my mind today. Damn. Anyway, I was thinking the other day about aging and what it means to get old. And I, I think it's so weird that there are people who are younger than me. I'm 40. I'm turning 41 in June. That there are people that are younger than me that are like, well, we're, you know, I'm 38, so I'm old. Oh, yeah, I'm old. I don't feel old. When will I feel old? And why do you feel old? I don't subscribe to the idea that, well, once you get old, you can't do certain things. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be the person from America's Funniest Home Videos who's the grandma that's like, I'm going to get on the pogo stick. Wow, my hip. I'm not going to do that. I know. Like, you can't do shit. Like, you <laughs> don't get on that skateboard. Just because you rode your skateboard in middle school does not mean that you should be riding a skateboard uh, at, in your 40s. So I get that. I'm not, I don't mean like that. But as far as, you know, I, people give me shit online for my... Well, <laughs> jerks give me shit for uh, my pink hair or my nose ring. And it's like, wh who decided that you have to be a certain, you have to, um, you can't do things now that you're a certain age. Now, I don't want to be the lady who's desperately clinging to youth because I, I don't want to be young, but I also don't I, I don't see why I'm not going to dress like a teenager because that'd be fucking weird. But I am going to, you know, not do something that's outside of what I feel good in. If I feel like cuter with pink hair, I'm going to do that. And if I 
I've won it. You know, I won my nose pierced, so I'm going to do it. And it's not like this is a new thing. It's not like a midlife crisis. It's just I did all those things before, and then I got married and had kids. And then when your kids are young, you just lose every fucking ounce of yourself. And then once I was able, once there was some uh, room to breathe, it was like, oh, back to this, back to, yes, now this feels more like me. And I, I feel more like myself than I have maybe ever. And it feels so good. But anyway, I just don't understand why. When am I going to feel old? Is it going to be when I, is it going to be when I fall down? Is it going to be when I can't like get myself out of bed? I just, I must be in denial because I really just think like if you continue to move your body and you don't spend a lot of it sedentary, then you'll probably be okay for a really long time. Obviously, they're going to be eventually your body's be like, fuck you. I'm too like your bone density is fucked because you're old. Your bo- your bones are old, old bones. And same with, you know, muscle musculature or something. I'm sure those things deteriorate. But there's there's got to be like if you just keep living, living, you know, then I think you can. Like I said, I don't fucking know because I don't know. I'm not I'm coming from a place of feeling still not old. So once I get there, maybe I'll be like, Autumn, you're, you were an idiot. <laughs> but that's where I am right now. I think um, a lot of it is mental. I did have an interaction with a, someone I work with the other day who was telling me about this. <laughs> he, she was telling me about this person that she that really likes her, but she doesn't really like him. But he's really into her and is like dropping the ball on some things in order to hang out with her. And she was telling him like, I'm not going to hang out with you until you get your shit together because I don't want you to mess up your life for me because that's too much importance on me. I was like, bitch, are you nuts? Let him that you don't want to be with him forever. Right. And she's like, no, I was like, okay. As long if, if he knows that she's like, he does. I said, if he knows that, then you just lay back and tell him to get downtown. And you know, get yours, have a good time with him. Let him take you to dinner. Let him wine dine 69. And then, you know, maybe you'll be really, maybe you'll be more into him or maybe you won't. And then you'll end it. And then it'll be, then you'll have had a, an experience. But no, she, she was like, well, I just don't think I should be using him. I was like, Ooh, am I the jaded 40 year old fucking woman? Who's like, <laughs> Blah, who cares about and I I don't think that as long as because I don't want it I don't want her to use him but if he's if he's willing to be used as long as you're honest with him if she's honest with him it's like she said that he's looking for a you know a, a, a partner a forever person and she's not into that but if she's just open and honest with him about that but he still wants to see her then that's up to him Ugh, am I an asshole? <laughs> this episode this episode is called Am I an asshole? Maybe I'm just ew, maybe I'm just honest is what I was going to say, which is the the credo of all assholes. <laughs> I just tell it like it is. Ugh, okay, wait. I'm not that. I'm just being very honest with you. 
on this podcast because yeah, even even when I'm talking about with that girl, I'm questioning about what I'm saying. Like I said, I don't want that kid to be used, but I mean, whatever. Quickly before I wrap it up, I've been doing a lot of uh, sprucing up of my apartment and it feels so good. You know, I've been ha- I've had, you know, a painting that's been leaning up against the wall for a long time. I've never put it up. And then I put it up and it looks so cute. I went and bought some fake plants <laughs> from Target and I put them behind my, I have like a bed frame thing from Ikea, you know, so it has like that shelf above you. I put them up there. They look so cute. My house looks so pretty. I bought, I went, I didn't plan to go to the, a store and drop $70 on pillows, but guess what I did? I fucking did that. I went and got 70 bucks full of pretty pillows for my couch. And two of them are pink, like light pink, and really that furry, like soft furry. <laughs> then the other two are cute, and then another one's cute. I'm just, you know, I'm like nesting right now. It feels really good. I'm improving the space around me to make me feel better and feel good in my space. And I love it. And that's it. (laughs) Man, I hope this episode was okay. I shouldn't, you know, second guess, but when you're on your own, and even when when Greg is here, I've... There's a lot of vulnerability and openness that I experience with him and with you. And I really appreciate you guys being there with us through all of that. And even through all the stuff with me and Greg. It was such a, such a terrible, crazy uh, mess. (laughs) But. Yeah, I, you know, it, it is important to go through those things and I'm really glad that I have and, and glad that you were, you have all been here through all of that. So I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you so much for all of your support. And, uh, I promise we'll be on time next week with Greg's part two of Ireland. Bye.